was loud. <laughs> I hit, I hit the mic with my Hello, and welcome to Cauldron Cakes and Wine. My name is Polly. My name is Verona. And I'm Brooklyn. We are three gals who met at summer camp who are doing a special episode for a podcast about Harry Potter. For this special episode, we will be reading a few fan fictions. Buckle up, because we are not really sure what is about to happen. Please be aware that this podcast is marked explicit, meaning that we cover adult themes. We occasionally swear and sometimes talk about sensitive subject matters. Please check the description for content warning. Also be warned, there are spoilers ahead. We talk about all seven books and extended universe things. You've been warned. Before we start, I just want to give a quick update. This is the first episode of season two. It will be a special episode. We will begin reading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in October. In the meantime, we would love to hear from some of you guys out there listening. You can send in your thoughts on anything we've covered so far or anything you think we might be interested in. You can reach us at our email, which is cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com or on Twitter at ccandwine. We are accepting both audio and text submissions. This week we're here with Verona and Brooklyn um, for a special episode. We weren't supposed to do any episodes this summer, but here we are. Verona and Brooklyn, welcome. Thanks for having us. Brooklyn um, worked with me last summer on Ropes and Climb, and Verona is on multimedia this year. I'm a programmer and I work right next door. And how did we become friends? Um, (laughs) That was all me. Yeah, Brooklyn was our... How do you call it? Like... She spearheaded this friendship. Um, well, Brooklyn and I live in the same cabin together, and we have this event, Midnight Madness, and she was like, hey, come paint for us. That's true, yeah. And then you painted the fish. Yeah, the beautiful the Dr. Dr. Seuss, Seuss fish. fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, like, leading up to it, she was like, I'm going to throw you on the bus again. She was like, oh, Polly's so cool. Like, Polly, like, is so much fun. <laughs> so I was like, oh, and I, I didn't really see it. I'm like, oh, I think that, that that's, I want to meet Polly. And then, and then it was a perfect timing. She was like, come paint for us. And we're both like Maggie Rogers. Yeah. And, so was, and the hundred. And we, <laughs> yeah. We're both blarkers. Yeah. I mean, this is a long ship to be on. <laughs> and Brooklyn, she always would help with my Super Sundays and... I'd pretend to like things Polly liked. Oh my god. <laughs> Brooklyn pretended for an entire week to like Star Wars when she had never watched any of the Star Wars movies. Untrue. I was just very excited about the event and despite not having watched the movies. Whatever. So. You know what? <laughs> no one asked if I'd seen the movies. I was just really excited and nobody was like, oh, you've seen Star Wars? Cause I didn't we were like lie. writing down quotes and you were like secretly sneakily looking them up on your phone <laughs> no, and then being like, do this quote. Was I? Wait, what yes. was this for? Yeah. I did a, a Star Wars Super Sunday last yeah, last year. So Super Sunday is like a day where you like do a special theme and then all the kids go around to the activities. We yeah. knocked each other with pool noodles all day. Yeah. Ropes and climb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Super Sundays used to be so good. So this week we are minus the wine because we're at summer camp and if we drink wine we'll get fired. 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 <laughs> so we just have candy and sleep deprivation. And also mm-hmm. a fat infection. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was recovering from a big sickness last week so you'll hear me coughing. I apologize. <laughs> you know what's funny is someone like pointed out to me they were like we did Elder Survivor a week ago today. I am Like, we played shook. it for the camp. I put it online, oh like, God. a couple of days ago, and that took me so long just to compress that file so it can go online. <laughs> so, so and the whole world yeah. can watch Verona's um, video. First of all, people keep coming up to me, and they go, like, I love Elder Survivor. You did a great job. And I'm like, no, Polly did that. Like, please do not put that on me. Polly did everything. I did, like, two things, barely. No, you helped. You filmed a lot. Okay, filming. You lived in this... Okay, so basically this program was... We're, like, totally off topic already, but that's okay. Um, basically, we did, like, the, the like, CITs, like, our oldest campers competed in, like, a survivor competition and voted each other off, and they did all these physical challenges, and it's in this, like, part of camp that's, like... A Ma- sand... Like, <laughs> sand dunes? Like, imagine, like... Almost like a BMX abandoned track. 
Like <laughs> it was like Mad Max. Like yeah. we lived in these like literally like just for two days straight in the in this like sandy dooney hell. Like yeah. <laughs> filming these like teenagers do survivor competitions. And then like out comes three sick people. <laughs> and then we had a two day turnaround to edit the video yeah. and play it for the camp. So that's exciting. And then Polly graciously asks us, hey, you want to join this podcast? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> we were going to talk next about your guys' sort of history or lack of history with Harry Potter for some of us. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I read all the books in middle school and I just graduated high school. And I've read the fourth book probably three or four times, but the rest of them... It's been a long while, and I've never seen the movies. I am so sorry, fans. <laughs> um, I've only seen the movies. I've read the first page of Chamber of Secrets, and then I said, nope. <laughs> I decided... Why didn't you start at the beginning? I did. Isn't Chamber of Secrets the first one? Oh, no. The Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone. Stone. I'm so God. sorry. It was the Philosopher's Stone. They start just describing Harry's house and how he was dropped off as a baby, and I just couldn't continue. <laughs> It's the first page. It's the first page, yeah. Um, But big fan of the movies. Cool. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Okay. And then, so today, you guys were sorted. What houses were you in? Gryffindor! Slytherin. (laughs) Haha! I have two people who are not Hufflepuffs. Yes. exciting for Polly. Yeah, everyone who's been on this show has been a Hufflepuff, except for me. One day... I plan to collect enough people so that we can outnumber them. The Hufflepuffs? <laughs> yes. Overtake the Hufflepuffs. I'm surprised. I've never met a lot of Hufflepuffs. I've met a lot of Ravenclaws, a lot of Slytherins, a lot of Gryffindors. Mm-hmm. But not the Hufflepuffs. I mean, Hufflepuffs make good friends, but like... Both my best friends are Hufflepuffs. Someone said that they thought I was a Hufflepuff the other day because I was wearing my Gryffindor shirt and I was like, uh, no. Someone thought I was a Hufflepuff because they said I was ditzy. What the fuck? Yeah. I know. Who was that? I was also very offended. Someone from home that was in my class in my grade. Oh my God. Call him out. Miguel <laughs> Gonzalez, this is for you. I'm not ditzy, and Hufflepuffs in general aren't ditzy. So today we're going to be reading some fan fictions. Ooh. I know that you two Ooh. really like fan fictions. Okay, that's a really strong word. Correct. <laughs> I am a mild reader of fan fictions. I don't read a lot. I don't read nothing. I don't know. Verona, I you're backtracking lost. on how excited you were to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was excited because that same day, or like the day before, Brooklyn and I were talking about fan fiction. So it was like this weird uh-huh. Uh-huh. mind meld of like, oh my gosh, fan fiction. <laughs> okay. Well, your sister really likes fan fiction. <laughs> yes. Melissa, I'm calling you out. Um, mm-hmm. She has a spreadsheet of fan fictions. Did she end up sending it it's to you? No, she did. Oh, I'm so sad. I know. I wanted to see it. <laughs> I wanted to see it too. I really. I'm, I'm interested. Sure she showed it to me before, and I just chose not to. I would like tips. Yeah. Tell her to send me her formatting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to make a spreadsheet <laughs> of fan fiction. She's a lot of um, fandoms she's part of. That's intelligent. Yeah. What are your guys' favorite fan fictions? Not necessarily from Harry Potter. Um, mine is one that I just thought was really funny. That I read um, a long time ago. And it's about someone who works at Panera Bread. And then... <laughs> okay. okay. And Elaborate. It's just one chapter. And he's just trying to get someone who works at Hot Topic across the street. That's all. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, um, my first foray into fan fiction <laughs> was surprisingly... It was um, for the 100... Um, the Hundred just came out, and I really liked the characters Bellamy and Clark. Yes. And so I started to read <laughs> fan fictions for them. And then I was watching Arrow at the same time, and I'm like, I also like that show. Love Oliver and Felicity, and that's the fan fiction I mainly read. Yeah, I'm pretty strictly Harry Potter, Marauder Arrow. I really like Sirius Black. Sometimes Doctor Who. Mm. Sometimes Matt Smith. Hmm. Matt Smith yeah. era. That's a great era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like read fan fictions of like TV shows that I watch and I'm like intensely in love with the characters and then I start reading them and then I just realize like they kind of all suck sometimes. Yeah, I mm. mean, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like most fan fiction is written predominantly by 
like teenagers. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Some of it feels very much like it's written by teenagers. <laughs> Correct. But there are some that are so good. Yeah. For example, I'm about to reveal a dark secret. Oh. <laughs> my for my foray into fan fiction was through One Direction. Oh. Because I really liked Larry Stylinson. <laughs> and I've read that is how I got into it and I used to exclusively read that and there are so many of those and some of them are very beautifully written. That's all I'm gonna say. So actually I just had this memory when you said One Direction. My first fan fiction that I ever read, ever, and this is so random, was like it was a one about the Beatles. It was about this girl who like goes on tour with the Beatles and it was like 50 chapters. Like it was like super long and me, me and my friend like printed it off in our school's like high school library and we would read it like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is like, my silent reading book. Like, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was the first fan fiction I ever read. Also, my I'm also going to throw myself under the bus. If you count Fifty Shades of Grey as a fan fiction, I've also read that as well. <laughs> Those the, are the worst written books I've ever read in my life. And, and I, I read all three. That gives fan fiction a bad name. It does. Yeah. So does that dark movie about Harry Styles. Can I just say <laughs> the Larry Stylinson fan fictions are way better than the reader Harry Styles fan fictions. Hmm. It's an after. It's called After. Is oh. it? I think, it, I think the fan fiction was called Dark or something. Oh, okay. No, it was called After. Okay, yeah. What are your favorite ships? Larry Stylinson. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I'm over that. Clearly not, because you're just like, Larry Stylinson. I was in... Yeah, you, know, you were pretty quick on, on that. I was in sixth grade, and I was 11, so... That was seven. Cut me some old. slack. One Direction <laughs> is nine years old. I, I think I'm too old for the One Direction thing. Like, I don't, I didn't get it. Like, it was very intense. <laughs> there it. were so many people. <laughs> Verena was like the, like, fringes. You, you were like a fringe, like you could have uh, yeah. been, but like, maybe not. <laughs> I was like in it for a hot second and then I was out. You're like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. too old for this. <laughs> um, favorite ships. Uh, I, big fan. My, I think my top ship is like Oliver and Felicity from Arrow. They're the cutest couple ever. <laughs> I can't. And also like. This might speak to Polly. Um, obviously, Bellamy and Clark. Clark. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Hook and Emma from Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. When I see that. They got together. Yes, I know. Oh. I see why you like it. Okay. <laughs> God. Um, Verona. She's <laughs> oh, sassy. I'm to think of all the shows I watch. I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum there. Read it a lot. I don't actually read as much as I used to. It was like very intensely One Direction, and then it was, like, anime, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's, like, kind of still what it is, like, just because there's an author that I go to now, and I'm, like, this is, like, I love the way they write, so, mm -hmm. and they, like, write all, like, everything they write is about anime, basically, so oh, okay, I still cool. read those. Yeah, I like Blark a lot. Um, I have a very specific thing that I like in fan fictions. <laughs> Okay, share. Um, it's like Hermione Time Turner, and she goes back to like the Marauder era, and she's with Sirius Black. Interesting. Interesting. Because like very interesting. Yeah, they're both the same age because she time turned there. All right. I've fair. read more more than one fan fiction about that. That's fair. Of... <laughs> I'll give you that. Because... No, it's kind of weird. Like it's a weird pairing, but it's not as weird as like people who just like ship, like what we were talking about earlier, where like it was like Ron I get really grossed out where it's yeah that we looked like, at earlier, where it's accident. like. The teacher with like <laughs> current time teenager. I'm like that's fucked up. That's weird. Also, <laughs> Snape with anybody is a big X. I don't like. I never read the books, right? Mm -hmm. So like, Snape seems like a swell guy at the end of the movies. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about earlier. I think Alan Rickman's portrayal of Snape makes him more likable. Yeah, we'll humanize him. Same with Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy. Yeah. yeah. They're. These two are very not okay with Hermione and Draco. Ugh. Yeah. Why would they ever like each other? Because. They literally never ever would. So. Because he's a bad boy and she's a good girl and. That never works. 
Yeah, but it's all... No, but you know, that's kind of why I like the serious black and, like, Hermione thing. <laughs> but it's different. He's a good person. Yeah. But Sirius like, is a good person. He but just breaks he's the just, rules. It's different just if you break the rules. bad yes. boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Draco's a victim of his family. Oh my god, how long is that an excuse for Verona? Like, I mean, the whole time he is in school, he is a teenager. Like, I love watching fan edits of Draco and Hermione. Stop! So enough gross. of that. Do they do the punch in the face? Like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I, yeah, they definitely do. Cause it, That's like the beat change, like, and then it goes all lovey. It's like the three, it's like one of the three scenes that they share. Yeah, exactly. Like... They're only together so I much, and when they are together, they're literally at each other's throats. But I also think they use, like, B-roll footage of, like, Emma Watson and Tom Felton, like, doing stuff. And they're like, oh, that's part of, like, Draco and Hermione, <laughs> like, that's fan edit. Yeah, because, like, there's, yeah, like, interviews where they're interacting or, like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Emma Watson had a crush on Tom Felton. Yeah, I saw Retweet that. Retweet for myself. <laughs> okay, this is a fan fiction my sister sent me. Um... And it's called First Encounter. It was, um, let's see, where does it say? It was published on August 9th, 2006. The summary goes, Hogwarts has contracted a disease called loneliness and the giant squid as the only cure. Okay. So 2006, you said? Yes. So the last book to have come out was The Half-Blood Prince. I don't think it has anything to do with the books. I know, it's just a fun fact. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm just saying. What are your predictions? I think that I have no idea. Like, my sister said it was, like, a very popular fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) A giant squid attacking Hogwarts. Don't read it. No, I'm not reading it. I'm trying. It has 96 (laughs) follows, 526 favorites, and 522 reviews. I think my sister lied to me. But we're just gonna read it anyways. I mean, like in terms of a fan fiction, like <laughs> that could be a lot. Like, how many reviews did you say? Five hundred and twenty-two. Like that's a lot. <laughs> that's a I lot. don't know. You should see some Larry Styles and ones. There's like, like thousands. Okay, never mind that. But that's like that's like a huge thing. Oh my gosh, it's insane <laughs> how many people would like read or like comment on one thing. I think. Harry will be in it. Okay. I think the squid will suck his tentacles onto him. <laughs> Wait, sort of suckle. Of suckle his Stop. tentacles? I don't like that word, Verona. You know it. <laughs> Same. Does everyone fall in love with the squid? I think Dumbledore's going to get angry. It's a giant squid. Yeah, I think Hagrid will love it. <gasps> yeah, Hagrid will love it. Maybe Hagrid will squid. fall in love with the squid. Yes. Okay. Okay, prediction. Those are my predictions. Prediction made. <laughs> Fuck. This is a reading of First Encounter by Lyris Malachi. Hogwarts sighed and it echoed within his empty halls. The students had all left for the summer and he felt empty and useless. Wait, the castle itself is yeah, an entity? Hagrid was often around, but he was usually too focused on bizarre animals to fulfill the needs of Hogwarts. <laughs> Professors would pop in occasionally, but being a magic school, Hogwarts didn't need much upkeeping. The little he, the little he did need was taken care of by Filch. He shuddered, causing small trembles throughout his halls that was barely discernible, except by the spiders and owls. He didn't care much for Filch, wishing he could walk without his squibbed feet touching his magnificent <laughs> stone floors. He had long since stopped trying to force his floors open to swallow Filch and Mrs. Snore's hole. What Besides, the fuck? Where would they go? You're still in the castle Whoa. if you swallow it. Besides, if he kept it up, he would be risking a prolapsed staircase, and that was no laughing matter. A prolapsed staircase? <laughs> oh. The giant squid saw how miserable Hogwarts was. It was true that he also missed the students, but for an entirely different reason. He missed their terrified screams as he revealed himself rising from the murky depths of the lake. His huge eyes stared mournfully at his large tentacles, and one time he had dreams of being an actor. The larger he grew, the fewer agents and scouts would come calling until they finally stopped altogether. What What is happening? There wasn't much in the market for a squid that would split a 
school go from stern to stern? <laughs> what? There wasn't much in the market for a squid that would split a schoolgirl from stern to stern. I don't know if I understand that line. Stern to stern? I don't really get it either. Oh, from stem to stern. I what? still don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Continuing. He <laughs> stared at his tentacles as they moved gently in the current current. He stared at his tentacles. Schoolgirls. Sad bath. Schoolgirls were out. A plan formed in his mind, and he swam to the surface, hesitating momentarily before pulling himself from the water. It ran off his rubbery skin in rivulets as he made his way across the grounds. No humans were around to witness the incredible trek, and no human would believe his eyes had he been a witness. Hogwarts watched giant squid approach and felt apprehension well up in his kitchen. What are you doing? The words weren't spoken, but they were understood. Just trust me, the giant squid replied, caressing Hogwarts outer walls. Oh my god. What is happening? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the, way, so the, the squid... <clears throat> wait, wait for it. It gets better. Okay, okay. okay I'm not ready, Hogwarts exclaimed, trying to push the giant squid away with his magic. What? <gasps> wait, hold on. Hogwarts, you're lonely. I'm lonely. We don't have to be. Besides, <laughs> you can't go around manipulating your staircases. You know about that. Everybody does it. Sort of. That's beside the point. I've never... The temperature within rose in embarrassment. What? Wait, okay, hold on. <laughs> in the castle? Like it was blushing. Oh, the temperature. Yeah. I'll go slow, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he began to caress the window, teasing it open. I literally have zero words. Hogwarts side. <laughs> That's not where I thought it was going. Despite leaving him, he relaxed, allowing the tentacle inside. No! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is this? this Melissa, so what did you choose? Oh my gosh. Who did this? <laughs> this is so fucked up. Where it, okay, hold on. He relaxed, allowing the tentacle inside, where it brushed against the inner walls before settling on the stone floor. He fastened the suction cups to the floor, lifting the tentacle away so that it pulled on the floor without losing its grip. Another sigh swept through the halls of Hogwarts. What the fuck? Wait, hold on, hold on. Where's, Wait, are there Where's Filch? There? Like, no, it's the summer. It's the yeah. summer. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, Merlin. That feels so good. <laughs> Merlin doesn't exist in this universe. His rapture turned to fright as he felt a tentacle work its way into a second window. Oh, my I God. I don't. Trust me, it'll feel good. Remember stop. this? I'm making stop. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. What? He pulled the suction cuffs a little harder and Hogwarts groaned. Ah! This is fucked up. Wait, I'm so confused. Do that again. The giant squid compiled and as he did so, thrust his second tentacle in. Oh. Hogwarts shuddered, coming very close to ending the fun. Oh my god. The giant squid backed off, unwilling to finish so soon. He waited for Hogwarts oh, no, to calm I'm still down. Gonna keep going. Yeah, he waited for Hogwarts to calm down before setting the se- second tentacle to search the room. He felt the need to fill Hogwarts as much as possible. And he raised another tentacle, caressing his outer walls. Wait, how big is the squid? Uh, yeah, it's a giant yeah. squid. Okay? I get that, but like, it's a giant, it's a giant, giant castle. castle. Like, I feel like a giant squid could like be like, like do that to this building, but like, yeah. Anyways, fine. Okay, sorry. Fine. I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief, okay? okay? So, caressing his outer walls, running along windowsills and tracing individual bricks. So caught up in the bliss, Hogwarts didn't notice a giant squid slip a third and fourth tentacle. Whoa. This is incredible. Hogwarts breath, breathed, breath. This isn't even the best part. He held his two longest oh, tentacles. These can reach farther than a room. They can go into your hallways. I want them in me. <laughs> Are you sure? They're oh God, quite large. We have large. four more tentacles to go. <laughs> Apprehension rolled through his kitchen again. While he was deciding, the giant squid forced another tentacle in. You have three tentacles left to decide. What happens if I don't? In response, the giant squid slid a six into another window. Two. He said simply and without a hint of warning. <laughs> Hogwarts could take them all. He knew he could. But what would the other wizarding schools think? What would... Bo Baxton allowed jo- would sorry would Bo Baxton Bobaton 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 Okay, sorry. <laughs> would Bo Bobatons allow a giant squid to violate her? 
<laughs> Certainly not. The, not the French. <laughs> if Durmstrang Maybe ever found out, there'd be no end of teasing. Uh, I feel like Durmstrang would be into some fucked up shit. The giant, <laughs> the giant squid grew impatient. Yeah, they're like Vikings, aren't they? And can I finish, please? Sorry. <laughs> the giant squid grew impatient and slid a seventh tentacle into a window. Oh followed immediately to buy an eighth. It's a pushy squid. Do squ- how many... S- Tentacles do squids have? Eight. They only have six. Or is that octopus? Oh. It's octopus. Octopi? Octopus. (laughs) Well, this squid has eight. Octopi. Two. One. Time's up and you didn't decide. What? But that's not fair. Ooh, this is getting gross. It's a simple answer. Yes or no. Now I have to punish you. Oh my god. Whoa. Holy fuck. Now I know why I've run it. Yeah, and with that, he struck Hogwarts square on the outer wall with a paddle-like tentacle. <laughs> it, mor- <laughs> it morphed its tentacle into a paddle. Filch is just like sitting there, like feeling like vibrating, like castle walls. Like, like, what the fuck's happening? What's sliding upstairs? <laughs> What's sliding through the window? <laughs> What's that squishing sound? Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts yelled. What's that popping noise? <laughs> Hogwarts yelped and tried to squirm away, but the tentacles and his foundation held firm. The giant squid struck him with the other. Again and again, he spanked the naughty wizarding school until he sought for the giant squid to stop. And, and still he spanked. The giant squid finally stopped, but Hogwarts didn't have time to, for a reprieve before the giant squid forced his extra-long spanking tentacles into two separate windows. Specific... Spanking tentacles. <laughs> this is my spanking no, tentacles. You haven't even seen my spanking tentacles. I'm, I'm just imagining like Squidward from like yeah. um, Sponge SpongeBob. <laughs> this is my spanking tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> they slid through the room and forced the doors open, the pain only adding to Hogwarts' pleasure. Oh my god. The tentacles were in the halls now, massaging the long stone tunnels. This was incredible, the giant squid thought. He really should have done this ages ago. Every tentacle was in a different window. No schoolgirl, no matter how many movies she made, could hold all ten- tentacles at once. What the fuck? Each one moved differently. That was a really a fucked up pace, line. Yeah. Driving Hogwarts crazy with the inability to match his speed. What is happening? What is the squid? Oh God. Can- okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. He felt that familiar film. He felt that familiar feeling and doubled his efforts. Ink exploded all over Hogwarts, some finding its way into the windows. He unified his tentacles somewhat, completely focused on Hogwarts. He must be close. Then it happened. Water shot out of faucets, toilets overflowed, and bread set in ovens to keep warm, but thoughtful house elves exploded. Can you imagine Filch just like, what the fuck, I have to clean this whole place? Why is Hogwarts flooded? Hogwarts shook violently to his foundations, rousing Flit Filch from bed and sending house, el- house elves and Mrs. Norris scrambling for cover. They searched around the castle and through the castle, but found no sign of intruders. Most perplexing was a sticky ink on one side of the castle. Hagrid peered through the dark toward the lake, but was unable to see the ripples left in the wake of the giant squid. The giant squid slipped beneath the waves, wanting to grin even though his beak was incapable. He has a beak? He anticipated a very short summer before the professors and students returned, so he had to he had better make the most of it. That's the end. I am shooketh. That was a wild ride. I don't even know what we just read. I genuinely cannot tell if that was written as a joke or written like with sincerity. Yeah. Um, like my sister sent me this. I did not read it beforehand. <laughs> I'm reading it as I go, like the rest of us. And I am just perplexed by what I just read. Because I thought, like, a giant squid attacking Hogwarts. I thought I was like... Ooh. Not, like, fucking Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hogwarts, the entity that yeah. it is. Oh. I am I kind of thought it was like the students were sad and the giant squid did something to make them happier. Ah. Not, like... Back to the school. Because the, the school is lonely. <laughs> like, yeah. That is so weird. Like, whoever, who came up with the idea of, like, oh, you know what would be really cool? Hogwarts and a giant squid fucking. And the tentacles going through all the windows, just giving pleasure to Hogwarts. <laughs> Hogwarts has a consciousness. Yeah, Hogwarts is a person. And up. somehow they communicate with each other. Hogwarts side. Like, I'm like, what? what yeah. is happening? I genuinely... 
you know what? I give props to people who re- who write fan fiction. I don't have the skills to do so, but I question what is happening in this one. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Okay. Shall we go on to... Please move on. Yeah. Yeah. So we can read mine next. It is called Lather, Rinse, Repeat as Needed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It was uh, published August 11th, 2003. So 2003 is the exact year that Order of the Phoenix came out. Um, Not that I really think it has much to do with that. Um, The description is, Remus teaches Severus how to wash his hair. One shot, slash. (laughs) Yes. Apparently he doesn't know how to wash his own hair. Severus, in the movies, have long locks. Or, like, semi-long locks. And I'm aware. Maybe that's why he needs help. Because it's, it's always greasy, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Any predictions? Um, he's going to wash his hair. I feel like this is, like, pretty pretty upfront. Like, I feel like yeah. maybe, like, he, like, he'll start washing the, his hair, like, Severus's hair, and then be like, oh, whoops, like, <laughs> got some in your eye, or, like, on your mouth, and then just, like, go for it, you know? So they're both eating soap. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> sexy for them. I don't know. We just read a fan fiction about a squid fucking Hogwarts. Let's not bring that up. Anything goes. I would like to forget that ever happened. Um, Anything goes. Okay, I'm going to start reading it. Okay. Lather, rinse, repeat as needed. Ever since Sirius had died months before, Severus Snape had been staying at number 12 Grimald Place. Oh, God. <laughs> that started grim. More than he ever thought he would. It's like a, it's like a ghost situation. No, no. it's it's Snape and Lupin. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. not serious. Um, in between missions that summer, it was his home in a sense of a word. He ate and slept there, and once in a while he would shower there. Like the rest of the house, the bathrooms in the Order of the Phoenix headquarters were dark. Snape hated to admit it, but they were pretty clean. Thanks to those little brats, he told himself, at least they're good for something. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So he's still a horrible person. (laughs) Yeah. House elves have feelings too. Was it the house elves or was that the children? Like, Um, I. Either. It doesn't really matter. You don't talk about people like that. Yeah. (laughs) Snape. He, He carried a towel into the bathroom. He turned on the shower, stripped naked, and jumped in. His eyes were closed and let the water fall over him. It had been. Um, it had been at least a week since his last shower. He was very busy with missions and planning. He didn't have time to clean. Okay. It wasn't one of his talents anyways. What? <laughs> Wait, have you seen that thing that apparently, like, J.K. Rowling made canon? That it's like... The toilet thing? Yes! <laughs> fucked up! Why? Explain. I didn't want to. So on Pottermore, she basically said that, like, before the invention of plumbing, before, like, basically wizards would just poop wherever they wanted and, and then, then magic, magic it away. away. I think I heard that too, yeah. Like, do you think they thing. had, like, pooping corners? Oh, hello. Hello. Special <laughs> guest, Antoine. But something about the bottle made him stop. He picked it up. The front read shampoo. He'd heard of the stuff before, but wasn't very familiar with it. He turned it over and read the directions. Wet hair, lather, and rinse thoroughly, repeat as needed. Suddenly a song... It's about to get real saucy, okay? <laughs> just keep reading, please. Suddenly a song came to Severus. It, it happened sometimes when he was in the shower or somewhere else on his own. I can't imagine Severus Snape just, like, singing in the shower. But oh, a tune just came to my yeah. head. A bop. He would make up a little song in his head. If anyone found out, though, he would have have to kill them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm in the shower, and I'm writing a song. Stop me if you've heard it. Severus belted out the lyrics, sure that no one would be able to hear him. Besides, only a couple people were in the house. My skin is soapy and my hair is wet. Severus wondered what would rhyme with heard it. Then hit him. And... Turgent, spelled backwards, is Nurgent. He glanced at the shampoo bottle again. His song wasn't complete yet. He read, he read the confusing directions again and came up with the last line. 
<coughs> lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat as needed. You may want to take your own advice. Severus jumped. A small victory of completing his song was broken when he saw Remus Lupin standing there on the other side of the, of the closed shower curtain. Severus winced. Lupin, you stupid pervert, can't you see that I'm about to take a shower here? Oh my god. Is this an adult story? I can see. You haven't heard it. Lupin stuck his head on the other side of the curtain and grinned at him. Severus quickly covered up his little willy with his hand. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Why is the word little in there? <laughs> why, why willy? Why, you need to stick why closer those to two the together? Why did, a, why did a child write this? <laughs> I mean, we don't know it was a And child. if his after series died, isn't it like, they're old. Yeah, they are old. <laughs> criticize senior sexuality. <laughs> That's true. Okay, okay. But I can criticize teenagers writing about senior sexuality. Yeah, and I will. That's true. Something to be said about that for sure. <laughs> but dropped them when he realized that Lupin was also naked. Care if I join you? Oh my goodness. I do care. I'm disturbed. Mob, please pick me up. <laughs> Face palm emoji. <laughs> Severus knew that he had no choice. Oh, I suppose I'm nearly done anyways. Lupin climbed in the shower <laughs> in front he of him. He just got in. <laughs> he sang his sweet little tune. Well, he was pretty bad at cleaning, apparently. So. He really meant this when he said it was dirty. I haven't showered in a week. I'm going to get out of the water for three minutes and then get out. <laughs> Severus snarled, you're hogging the water. All you have to do is wash your hair, then you're done, right? Severus stopped himself from blushing with embarrassment. He tutted, what are you talking about, Lupin? I've already washed my hair. (laughs) Yeah, right. Remus ran his hands through Severus' wet hair. (laughs) Yep, still have to wash it. Go ahead, I'll just lather up then. Okay. Oh, the weirdest part was he said, all you do is wash your hair and get out. What about your body? <laughs> Controversial. Do you wash your legs? Severus Controversial. Did? Do you wash your whole body? Um, Severus stared at the shampoo bottle again and held it <laughs> as Remus held it out for him. Um, I don't know how. Remus stopped him short. Uh, I don't know how to use that stuff. Remus cracked a, gr- a grin like it was a- all a big joke. Don't be silly, Severus. It's just like like any other shampoo. Lather, rinse, repeat, just like your song. The mention of his song that was supposed to be secret made Severus even more embarrassed. I don't know what those words mean, he admitted carefully. <laughs> this man's a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to kill you. <laughs> that, that is, I've never <laughs> used shampoo before. Severus was surprised to hear that Remus's voice was not mocking. On the contrary, it was gentle and soothing. Severus nodded, and Remus smiled. Well, I'll teach you. Kneel down. Oh, whoa. Severus got on his knees. What? Facing away (laughs) from Remus. Why don't you get on your knees? Sit on your bum. (laughs) (laughs) Because the shampoo is a metaphor for something else. <laughs> shampoo bottle and heard a small squelching sound mm. as he squeezed some into his hand. Ramis hummed a tune that Severus suspected was his song as he slapped his hands together, rubbing them to create a lather. That is not how you. I can feel my bubbly. dinner coming back up. <laughs> then, with careful hands, he put, You should have been here for the last one. No, I'm glad I wasn't. It was, um... Wait. Verona's was... The school Hogwarts itself was, like, an entity, and it was, like, sad. So the giant squid came and, like, stuck its tentacles in it to cheer it up. But, like, sexually. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got that part. <laughs> Thanks, Verona. <laughs> like sexual. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, are you saying this is sexual too? <laughs> They're just shampooing. I don't oh, know what you're talking yeah, about. Of <laughs> then, with careful hands, he placed them on Severus's head and began to rub the cold, thick, thick liquid into Severus's hair. 
<laughs> his long fingers massage the other man's scalp, and Severus closed his eyes. Oh. It was over too soon. Stand up, Remus, demanded gently. Severus did, and Remus instructed him to get his hair wet again. When he was finished, Severus reached a hand and touched his newly cleaned hair. He turned to Remus. I think I like shampooing. Good. Maybe you'll do it a little more often. A gentle little joke. <laughs> and Severus smiled. No, that I like when awesome. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> then he tapped the bottle the Remus still, was still holding. It says, repeat. <laughs> Remus smiled at him now. Really? Do you need it? Probably, oh, honestly. God, yes. Severus oh, wow. muttered. <laughs> then was embarrassed. Did he sound too needy? Oh, yes, 100%. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> do not do that. But Remus needed to wash his hair again. Um, uh, and Severus got on his knees this time. Facing him. He didn't both to hold back the moans of pleasure oh. as Remus ran his fingers through his hair, there go. making there his go. scalp there tingle yep. and tingle down his spine. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> Once again, Severus stood up and rinsed. Remus gave him an approving smile. There, all clean. Severus turned to Remus. <laughs> Repeat. Repeat. <laughs> How can I ever thank you? Oh, here we go. Remus looked down at Severus's little willy. I think you know how, he whispered. <laughs> Severus looked down, too. At least part of him was ready for what was going to happen. The bathroom filled with more steam as Remus put his arms around Severus's snape and kissed him. Ah! <laughs> when Severus left the bathroom, an hour later, he felt a little dirtier than he had when he first stepped in. But at least his hair was clean. Oh! The end. This is like <laughs> Shape of Water no, meets no, Harry no. Potter <laughs> meets an old gay porn <laughs> movie in Have the ever... form of a commercial. <laughs> a an old commercial. commercial. <laughs> Have you ever read fan fiction before? Uh, no. I oh, have to say that I have not. I can't, this was Antoine's... First fan fiction. Wow. <laughs> yes, I guess you can put it this way. It was my first time. <laughs> Apparently, it's also Severus's. Wow. I'm disturbed. Mom, please come <laughs> pick me up. Okay. It didn't get as explicit as I was yeah. thinking it was going for a second. When I was like first reading it, I was like, I don't know if, like, because I thought, I was like, this is going to be way more explicit. I don't think I can read it because that will be un uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like pretty uncomfortable, but. Oh. <laughs> So you were not uncomfortable? <laughs> I so that was a casual read for Polly. <laughs> I just didn't like how it was described as Little Willie. Yeah, twice. I two times. I was to forget about that part, Verona. Thank oh, you very so much. I'm so sorry. Um, I, and, then, and, then, and then at the end, where, what was it like? Something with a snape? I did not want it. I did not want it to like. I, I think when Severus left the bathroom an hour later, he felt a little dirtier than he had when he first stepped in. I think an that was hour a later from line. that point? <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. I think. You should go back and shampoo <laughs> your think. hair. So, I didn't hear the story from the very beginning, but so there was a whole bit about shampoo. Is there anything about shower gel? Because, I mean, really, we're just talking about hair. That's hair. what I said. They didn't wash their bodies. So, Brooklyn, you're up. Wait, so her and Harry got divorced and she bought a car? Yes. Yes, you go, girl, Ginny. You go, yes, girl. You do. It wasn't much, but it was enough. It was smooth enough, had a radio to play Muggle Top 40s day and night, and hummed wondrously under her fingertips. 
Most importantly, though, it could drive her anywhere she wanted to go, whether it be down long expanses of muggle countryside or through thick traffic on Sunday night commutes. As long as she had control, the world was fair game. Yes. So go, girl. Sun- yeah. So with <laughs> Sunday night coming home from Quidditch practice, and with roads particularly crowded, Ginny's Oldsmobile sat static along a busy street with nightlife. She was almost home, and impatient to be so. Ahead of her, a couple blocks down, Ginny could see a bright, beautiful escape from the traffic, a turn down an empty road. It was away from all the glamour of the street she was on, but she wasn't going partying, so what was the point? <laughs> Ginny tapped, tapped, tapped on her window ledge, waiting for the cars in front of her to move so she could steal, so that she could steal away. Moonlight reflected off her glossy fingernails. I feel like this one's, like, particularly well-written. Yeah. At... This was written by a 32-year-old divorcee. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know what? You know what I need to go write about Ginny <laughs> Weasley? <laughs> Having her own independent life away from Harry Potter. I feel like she's talking about herself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't most fan fiction just really about yeah, the author's Yeah, you projecting. As she was scooching past the white marble building that looked to be a hotel. Sorry, one second. What? Okay, so if all, most fan fiction is people projecting, what the fuck was Will, the one Verona wrote? Yeah. Read? What was that, that squid ink situation? I think that, that um, author really wanted tentacles to be forced into. Okay, anyways. Okay, okay. Um, we're done. Let's, let's keep where we're at. Thank you. The gold. <laughs> The gold accents along the building, as well as the numerous floors, spoke of its prominence in London, though she had never seen it before. As she continued to take impatient glances at the beautiful hotel, Ginny noticed from underneath the black awning spilled out three people dressed in extravagant costumes, two men and one woman. They caught her eye from amongst the large crowds on the sidewalk with their bright pink ensembles and large poofy boas. They must have, as well, caught the attention of all the other drivers sitting in queue. Can I say, I don't know if I would call bright pink ensembles with large poofy boas an extravagant costume. No, it's a a costume, but it's not that extravagant. It's not like elegant or beautiful. (laughs) Extravagant, I feel like, implies like... Southern boas are, like, uh, pretty tacky. Yeah. I was going to say, extravagant... I feel like it's kind of like classy. I think they can be classy, and and I think the word extravagant can mean actually kind of like all put together and then having a lot of colors on top if it all is put well into, (laughs) you know, kind of a good form. Yeah. But I I don't know. I guess it's... um, I guess like burlesque is very like classy, and they would probably wear some Burlesque is classy? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, I really I don't know. Burlesque is classy? No, I don't think so. I don't it's like I don't think classy, classy. stripping. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, you don't know what burlesque is? I do not. Burlesque is an old type of yeah, I guess I guess you can say stripping to simplify it. That I guess would have happened in but it's the like more like twenties and thirties yeah. and oh. so it would be these women that were But it's still around. Like I, my yeah. my like cousin's wife does burlesque dancing. There we go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It wasn't that a Cher movie as well? Yes, it was yeah. a movie called Burlesque with uh, Aguilera, Cher. Yeah. yeah. And it's oh. all about, you know, being half naked, but everything that you do wear, small things that you wear, are very um, extravagant. Ah, yes. All right. I see. So I do, I, I guess also, cla- yeah. Burlesque is classy stripping. Yeah, sure. It is classy stripping. I, I can, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'm glad we settled that. While Ginny would have supposed these oddly clad people to be stumbling drunk, coming out of an expensive hotel at this time of night, they were perfectly composed as they ran into the street, ignoring the crosswalk only 20 feet away and pushing past people in their way. They began to zigzag through the slowly moving vehicles. Cars ahead and around Ginny honked in anger as they were halted by the people's sporadic movement. As much as she tried to focus on the road, she couldn't take her eyes away. What the? Ginny leaned forward and squinted at <laughs> the entrance of the hotel, where several more people, dressed in all black now, were searching around wildly through the disrupted crowd. The one woman in pink, with reflective black hair that shined in the night, was jumping over and past cars on the opposite side of the street as she tried to get to who knows where. 
She was dressed in a full ensemble of pink tulle and feathers. As Jenny watched this woman running over the intersection, their eyes met. I wonder the what woman... these people are doing. Is Jenny going to fall in love with this woman in pink? I don't know. In the, extrava- in the extravagant clothing? <laughs> the extravagant boa. Um, their eyes met. The woman almost tripped over her feet. Oh. Oh. Jenny's heart beat rapidly as she saw that the woman started running toward her car. <laughs> she started wildly running at the car. <laughs> Sorry, meet cute. <laughs> Never mind. Not a meet cute. Meet weird. <laughs> Jenny thought, shoved the heel of her hand into her horn. Jenny shoved the heel of her oh, hand her into horn. her horn. Okay. When you said horn, I, w- I forgot there was two, two meanings of horn. <laughs> I was like, a oh, horn. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just hit your head. That was a loud smack. Ow! Why did I copy you? Please stop. That's the camp cult life. Yeah, literally. I see followed. someone doing something weird that I must copy. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. <laughs> Continue. So she shoved the heel of her hand into the horn, praying for the car in front of her to move. Holy fuck, Jenny thought. <laughs> okay. She'd been gliding along slowly for the last minute so that she could now see that the turning street was so close. She just wanted to get home. The woman flipped over the car adjacent to Jenny and ran around the back of her Oldsmobile. Fuck, move! <laughs> wow, this is getting... <laughs> okay. Jenny cried at the car in front of her. There seemed to be a million buttons, none of them clear enough as to which locked the fucking car. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a weird detail, but okay. Like, how do you not know how to lock? Like, I know it's a new car, but like, it's kind of no, like, simple. Also, like, cars only have like two buttons, like unlock and like, yeah. Panic. There's also a lot of um, swearing in those like three paragraphs <laughs> like, for like no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Lazy writing. Yeah, I also just don't like when they like swear out of quotations, like when it's in the description of. Yeah. Like. It's not something someone said, it's just in the description. Like, none of them clear enough as to which locked the fucking car. Like, like yeah, it's, it's like, like the author is mad about it, but they shouldn't be. It should be, like, objective. <laughs> yeah, which locked that. the car? Which locked the fucking car? <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> so she is projecting, this is her life. <laughs> yeah, it, this has happened to her. She couldn't figure out the car. And she just changed the name of the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like barely knows anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> She's just like She's she like, knows the ending. I know Ginny. That's it. I know they and I know they get married. The black truck in front of her flipped a bird out of the window before revving their engine, and Ginny cursed again as she pressed her foot down. The damn thing stalled. The passenger door is forcefully pulled open, and the feathered woman climbs in. Parkinson. By then, the suited people at the hotel were running after them and getting caught in the traffic as well. The woman flipped her sweaty hair out of her face and screamed, Drive, Weasley! Was the woman Parkinson all along? Yes. Did I miss that? Was it stated before? It was not. Okay. It was like a question, like in quotations, like Parkinson, and then... Okay. She's just abrupt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like she would have... Yeah, it doesn't even say... Like, known it was her earlier than this, but it's okay. Yeah, when they literally made eye contact. Yeah. And it, it doesn't even say, like... Oh, Ginny recognized her, and she asked Parkinson. It's just like, the woman climbs in, and then the next paragraph, Parkinson? And then it says, by then the suited people, like, it just moves on. Am I being needy if I ask who Parkinson is? <laughs> no, not at all. Pansy Parkinson. One of their schoolmates. Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was like, she's a Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, she was a Malfoy's posse. Ginny pressed her foot into the accelerator, so she just listens. Yes. Pansy, I will go. I thought they were going to fall in love with this they random will. world, but... They will. Heart beating a mile a minute, and hands shaking oh. so bad she could barely keep the car straight. Okay, I don't know why she's so afraid if she recognizes <laughs> she this woman. She could barely keep the car what now? Straight. Yeah, if your hands Maybe shake, you Maybe the car is a metaphor for herself. She can't keep oh, herself yeah. straight. Yeah, she's like, well, I was just married to Harry, <laughs> and now, now Pansy's in my car. <laughs> she could barely keep the car straight. She quickly palmed her sweaty hands and gripped the steering wheel tight, skidding the now-speeding car down the empty road. A black-suited man was running after them. 
Because you said you said meat cute earlier. Yeah. Well, in the tag says meat ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. They did say she was like sweaty. So the man is fading away in the rearview mirror. What the fuck is happening? Jenny thought as she raced down the street. Parkinson was panting loudly. She needs to calm down. Yeah, seriously. Parkinson was panting loudly. Jenny tensed and kept both hands clenched on the wheel. It was not for several streets down that Jenny stopped speeding and Parkinson stops panting, head still thrown back onto the seat. Jenny couldn't remember the last time she saw Pansy Parkinson. It was likely during her last year at Hogwarts or at Malfoy's trial. Oh, dark. <laughs> Wait, trial for what? Yeah, was there something to do with the Wizarding Wars? Maybe I don't know. Don't talk about the Wizarding Wars. I have never read the seventh book. Okay. <laughs> do you plan to? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just have always kept that as a surprise for myself. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't been spoiled yet. Things that have been spoiled, and then I have, for some reason, very aptly blocked them out, and I forgot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, when we get to book seven, you can come and read some Well, of unfortunately, I do know, for example, the type of thing that happens, like, for example, Harry and Jeannie end up together and stuff, but, like, that's not too much. There's mm-hmm. other things I've found out that I've since forgotten, and I just want to keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But either way, she knew that Parkinson didn't qu- look quite like that with her profuse sweat leaving tracks in her makeup, hair that curled down her thick bicep. Ah. <laughs> I feel like I thought she was blonde. I feel like I just think every Slytherin is blonde. No, I no, think they're not. I, well, but I like, don't know. I just yeah. imagine I'm always like, it's just this like pack of like <laughs> blonde, 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 and a look of almost amusement on her face. What the bloody hell was she doing? I'm sorry, the woman said, still half breathed. I just kind of saw you and ran with it. I'm not in any kind of trouble. If you're wondering, it's just Parkinson broke off into a fit of wild giggles. Why aren't they calling her Pansy? I don't know. Why does why does Par- Pansy Parkinson not know this is Ginny? Why is Ginny driving a mogul car? I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not another word was said until Ginny pulled up to her condo. It was Wait, clean- sorry. So she uh, just went home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got Pansy Parkinson in the car. I'm going to my condo. This is where I live, Pansy. It's a clean urban neighborhood. No place for a girl like Parkinson dressed like that. Do you... Merlin, I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but do you need a place to stay? Ginny had only asked Uh out of tentative politeness, but Parkinson shook her head. She pulled a wand from in between her breasts and (laughs) swished it with relish before jumping out of the car. One more of those and I'm leaving. (laughs) Ginny followed. I'm sorry again, Parkinson said, barely able to contain a laugh. Ginny leaned over the roof of the car. I want to say it's no problem, but I'm sure it is. Still, Parkinson shrugged, and I'll try my best to repay you one day. With those final words, Parkinson winked and disapparated, leaving Ginny alone and confused as to why she felt so entranced by a wild woman who hijacked her car. Ginny shook her head and walked up to her condo. All in a day's work, right? Three days later, a peculiar owl arrived at Ginny's bedroom window, its chest held high and pink feathers unruffled. Oh, so the owl is pink. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't... I think even in the wizarding world, that's not really... Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Someone dyed their <laughs> owl pink. Her mind swam with thoughts of a dark-haired woman that she hadn't been able to forget as she took its letter and sat down on the bed. It read as follows. Dear Weasley, first off, I must apologize again for jumping into your car like that. It was completely uncalled for. I don't think Pansy would say something like that. This is like... <laughs> This whole I feel thing like she is would bizarre. be like, just is what happens. That is what it is. This is bizarre, but like a totally different type of bizarre than what we just read in the other yeah. ones. <laughs> Though I must say, you should have been more ruffled by my intrusion. Intrusion. Nevertheless, I write to do as I said I would and pay you back. I hope this is sufficient compensation. Yours, Pansy Parkinson. Yours. Ooh. Wow. Enclosed along with the parchment was a single VIP ticket for the Grand Paulsbury Hotel's soiree Friday night. Ginny's breath caught. It seemed their story together wasn't over. Oh, they didn't even... That's many... it? That's the end? Yes! Well, they mentioned that, that that's the title of the, the one shot. The Paulsbury Hotel. Yeah, and they mentioned it one time at the end of the fan They never even went to the We're supposed to wonder Hotel. what's happening for the rest of my life? Oh, 
What happens to Ginny and Pansy? Maybe this like a feather boa is involved, a lot of sweat, you know what oh, I'm saying? It has that to be. It seems like. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting at least a kiss at the end. No, come on. They don't even see each other. It was literally like perfectly set up. She's like, do you need a place to stay? And she was like, nope. Pop. Bye. Disappeared. And then she Bye. just sent an owl like, come to the hotel and party mm-hmm. with me. That well, was unsatisfying. Antoine, so. what house are you in? You know, I have never done that test. But, <gasps> oh my god. Um, I, I have found that it seems like, oh, I started that and now I have to complete uh, the thought. <laughs> I, I actually don't remember, but I, I did go and look at those things and I think it was a mix of, uh, uh, a mix of two and it, it might have included Slytherin and maybe um, the Hufflepuffs are the really nice ones. Oh my god, right? no, 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 not another Hufflepuff! <laughs> no, Leave! I don't, think, I don't think I'm a Hufflepuff, that's the thing. Okay, thank god. I don't think so. Oh. Well, Continue on. now you and have now to Polly sing the cracks. teapot song. No, I'm not yeah. singing the fucking teapot song, I'm not that brainwashed. Polly Howard just spilled some water, <laughs> and at this camp, if you spill things, you must sing, I'm a little teapot. I'm not singing it. <laughs> now, I have free will. <laughs> I will not give in. Do you? How I met Antoine is that he was the old head of Malty and he came by a couple for a couple of days in the beginning of camp to set us up. So I sort of know him. Not yeah. as well as Polly, though. Yeah, so basically Antoine and I met six summers ago. Um, he was the head of multimedia and I was on multimedia. And the rest is history. Um, what do I think he yeah, is? Yeah, what, what house do we think he's going to be in? Um, do you want to go first? No, no, no. You guys go first. Okay. Oh, no. I feel, I, I feel like, um, hmm, I feel like a Ravenclaw with a Hufflepuff moon. I know him the least, but I would say Gryffindor-ish, Hufflepuff-ish. I'm going to say a Ravenclaw Slytherin vibe. Ooh. And very ambitious over here, this one. Always overworking. I think he's done. He has a yeah. smirk on his face. What is yeah, that? Yeah, so I just found out. I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, oh my god, what is it? Inserted into. Does it say anything more? No, that's it. So Show what us. I'll do is I'll just I'll just turn the phone around for all of you three to see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Fuck! Yeah! <laughs> Another fucking Hufflepuff on the podcast. I win. I got it. Well, it's sort of. So what does it mean? Just Google the, like the description of Hufflepuff. It, it means you're loyal. Somewhere. Basically, is the their thing like a dog, loyal and just. Thanks, Verona, for that. Like I appreciate puppy. it. Like a dog. I can't believe it. No, no, I was doing so good. <laughs> the Hufflepuffs are taking over. Hufflepuff is one of the four houses of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft, Witchcraft and Wizardry. Remember, I read this in French at first, so I, the English part is complicated for me. Its founder was a medieval witch, Helga Hufflepuff. It is the most exclusive among the four houses. Inclusive, I'm so sorry. It's the most <laughs> inclusive among the four houses. Valuing hard work, sure. Dedication, absolutely. Patience, uh, loyalty, <laughs> and fair play, rather than a particular aptitude in its members. Hmm. I don't necessarily identify with that. Fair play, rather than a particular aptitude. Good, good. You don't. He's not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> the quiz is wrong. Google Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that too. I have read Slytherin before and thought it might be me. Might be. Is one of the four houses establishing the house Salazar instructed the sorting hat to pick students who had a few particular characteristics he most valued. Cunning, resourcefulness, and ambition. I have to ask, what, the, what does cunning mean? It's like conniving, isn't it? <laughs> Having or showing skill in achieving one's ends by deceit or evasion. No. Well, conniving! That, no. <laughs> yeah, conniving, yeah. That I don't identify with, but I do identify with the resourcefulness and the mm-hmm. ambition. Maybe you're just a, like, Slitherpuff. Okay, inconclusive. Mm-hmm. I think Slytherin. I apologize for the <laughs> <laughs> let down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, that's all. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for all of you for joining. No problem. 
That's all we have for you this time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Tumblr at cauldroncakesandwine.tumblr.com and on Instagram at cauldroncakesandwine. Also follow us on Twitter at ccnwine. Our Twitter game is weak, but we promise if you tweet us, we will tweet you back. And of course, be sure to like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you are listening to this podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening!